They wanted me to plant a bug on you. I can't and I won't. Our values, our identities, they mean nothing to me now. Only the primal remains. To me, you are simply a physical necessity. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 13, Digital Exploration of Interior Design. I, before we dive into any bits that one might have, I do, well, ha, 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 uh, it's, ha. Uh, it's very funny because I love, the, first off, I love the title of this episode, very good joke second off my accidental joke of talking about bits with digital exploration of interior design nice very good stuff but now it's time to delve into outsourcing mike's bits just so you know mike you're now creating 17 that feels right should i double check (laughs) 17 17 or 18 it's something like that you were right the first time 17 Damn, I'm good. Uh, You're good. You're good at that. That's a thing. You you ever wonder, you ever think about how, like, you you can't forget important stuff, but you have it in your head how many cards are left in this stupid what-the-heck deck. My my father's birthday? No idea. How many cards are in this deck? 17. Exactly. But now it's time for that good, good shuffle. God, I hope it's the sex question for this one. Because of, you know of the Honestly, subway I thing, think it should be. Yeah, it should. It should be. Come on, sex question. My, my, uh, my disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. <sighs> because it's also a question that is just going to lead directly to audio poison. Okay, cool. How fast can you say the alphabet? A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. See, here's the thing. You did. Okay. You did a good job. No, um, I really didn't, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I was going to give you a compliment, but all right. Um, I do think that the faster and faster you go, it, the kind of interior of the alphabet kind of like glossed together into one big sound. Mm-hmm. Um, second off, I feel like I'm going to make a joke here that I am going to steal the joke. I think from Family Guy, maybe. Okay. Um, but I remember seeing some piece of media being like, how fa- you know, asking the question, how fast can you say the alphabet? And somebody just going, ah! and that, yeah, that's no, the, I think I think that is a Family Guy thing. It feels very much like a Family Guy thing. But mm-hmm. I remember that specifically being kind of funny. And that's the my my goal on this show is to be kind of funny. So you know, if you want, if you're looking for a show to be kind of funny. What what better option do you have than Family Guy? It it it's hits true. the mark about thirty eight percent of the time. And you know and what? When it, How when much it more does, could you ask for? When it does, you're just like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Now give mm-hmm. me now give me fourteen more minutes of random cutaway jokes I don't totally understand. Oh yeah, oh that's the stuff. Oh man, just you're just dragging Christina Aguilera for no reason. I think I understand why, but who knows. Who th- who the hell is this guy you're talking about right now? I've li- I've literally never heard of them in my life. But I'm not going to Google never, it because it's I've not worth the I've never seen a police academy show. 
Wait, have you never seen Police Academy? I mean, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces. Is this another one that we need to put on our Patreon? No, I'm just surprised. Um, I figured I figured something like Police Academy would have been right up your alley. Um, it probably is, but I, I I don't know. It just it's one of those things. Like I get like again uh, as always with me, it's cultural uh, osmosis. I get the jokes mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. but I've never actually sat down and watched it. So like jokes about it, I'm like, oh, those are great. Like you know, I'm pretty sure like Naked Gun is either a spinoff or kind of a a spiritual successor to it and i love that and i've seen that but uh, naked say, the naked gun i will say this weird owl is in every naked gun uh-huh the naked gun is actually a uh uh movie franchise based off of a very short-lived uh tv oh, show yes. uh called um, police squad that's the one yes i've not seen that either um obviously if you couldn't tell but i feel like they're just in general the s- similar kind of pastiche of the time Right. And that's that's why that's why I was surprised uh, you hadn't seen um, Police Academy. Mm-hmm. I I know that I have because it was one of those movies that was on TV all the time. And uh, as is my way, if it's on TV, I'll sit down and watch it probably. Sure. I don't really remember anything about it. Um, and there's there's like there's a bunch of them. And so I've I'm e- even if you asked me to like sit down and, um, you know, figure out uh like try try to say what the plot is i'm sure i would mishmash them all into sure. um uh mishmash them all into into different mm-hmm. uh and it's like one big movie but you'd also, also get the stonecutter song in there too uh yeah sure why not because you gotta um, make steve gutenberg a star uh, I mean, we See, do rig this every is the, Oscar the joke's night. Osmosis. This is the joke osmosis I get. Like, I, I watched The Simpsons, and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got the point. Now, a, sh- a movie that I did watch, however, was Me, Myself, and Irene. Uh, I did not movie. see that one. Uh, I, I believe I, co- uh, not, uh, I convinced my mom to go with me to this comedy slapstick R movie, uh, black comedy, um, where at one point, I believe somebody has a chicken shoved up their butt. Uh, okay. Well, that's I'll I'll one you up I'll one up you on that one. So my mom <laughs> went to go see the film. There's something about Mary. Sure. And a it good was, one. It was, it was playing at our local two dollar theater. Um, and she saw it and she thought it was the funniest thing. And so a week later, she takes me and my siblings to go see this uh, this rated R movie. I was 15 at the time. Perfect. Um, and there was literally no one in the audience laughing harder at the hair gel scene than my mom, because my mom rules. <laughs> Your mom does rule. <laughs> she wow. She was like... She she came home from the movie. She was just laughing up a storm, and then yeah, a week later, she's like, "We're gonna go see." There's something about Mary. She she's the the cool mom who took her kids to see. There's something about Mary, and then laughed at the the hair gel semen scene. Yeah. Um. Oh man, what a joke! What what it's, what a thing! It's it's so good. That's um, very good. I I love that very much. Uh. Anyways, Police Academy was in, was from 1984, so I assume that it is aged like a fine milk. Um, oh boy pretty much anything from the 80s i'm just like ready to write off like yeah guilty until proven innocent at this point yeah uhf is 1989 and it's like 
I I remember Revenge of the Nerds being a delightful romp uh, because they'd show it on on Comedy Central all yes. the time, and I'm like, What's I'm like, wrong? yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I like computers and things, I and like I don't revenge. People people always like pick on nerds and whatever, and the nerds, <laughs> the ner- you know what, the nerds get theirs. Uh, Legal Eagle, uh, which is a great YouTube channel, did a did a whole video on the crimes committed yeah. in Revenge of the Nerds. And uh, I think it, I think it gave Sarah depression. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I regret letting that video continue to play while she was in the room because it was, <laughs> she, she was not happy. And then I was just like, yeah, yeah, well, that movie, that movie is real is messed it, up. I'm assuming it's be- not because she loved the movie and had never really thought about it in those terms before but it's in fact because she is a good human being it's it's in fact because she's a good human being and when you when you lay out the crimes of the nerds and revenge of the nerds back to back to back to back yeah it causes depression because it is (laughs) it is it is so depressing (laughs) to be to 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 have ever to have ever thought like yeah that was a delightful romp and then and then it's just like, oh. oh, oh no, the numerous sexual assaults. Wow, cool. All right. Um, and so now I'm I'm very gun shy about literally anything from the '80s because I'm like, if I haven't if I haven't seen it in the last 15 years, I'm like, oh, that's anyone's guess, my dude. That like, yeah. It it could it could be you know like Ghostbusters 1984 nothing 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 wrong with Ghostbusters uh it's a it's a fine film yeah I mean like I'm sure we could l- watch Ghostbusters and be like hey that was weird <laughs> I mean he does get a blowjob from a ghost and uh that's kind of weird I was weird. thinking but more of the one uh, uh I think it was Bill Murray's character like trying to seduce a coed but that's a different discussion yeah it's uh. I mean, he's he comes off as a creep, but like that's about it. Um, okay, fair enough. Like it's it's not the worst. Anyways, enough about uh, how <laughs> enough about how criminal the nineteen eighties were. Um, <laughs> I will say that UHF does have uh, a Gandhi two, uh, which is a playoff of the Gandhi movie in the eighties that also did not neither of them aged very well. All right, season three, episode thirteen, digital exploration of interior design. It My favorite out. title of all time. In the cafeteria, we are treated to the grand opening of a new Subway sandwichery. It's a historic day for Greendale, and it's uh, the dean says this is Greendale's first steps into the legitimate. Uh, but when he tries to cut the ceremonial ribbon, because it's a ceremonial ribbon cutting, uh, his giant scissors fall apart, and he's like, oh, I'll just get it started with my teeth. The legitimate! The legitimate! Um, it doesn't go very well. It's very hilarious. We also find out that apartment, the the residents of apartment three hundred three, mm-hmm. have been temporarily kicked out of their apartment because they are spraying for termites. So Annie is going going to do a sleep study, um, mm-hmm. which never really comes up again in the episode. Uh, and uh, then it does. It comes up for another joke, but yeah, it doesn't really come up. Troy and Abed are going to uh, build a brand new pillow fort in the school Britta uh, accuses them of repeating themselves and Abed's like the previous fort was a blanket fort this is a pillow fort way more difficult way better yeah it's totally different Britta get with the program 
Britta's the worst. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to get on Britta <laughs> no, for I'm not kidding. seeing the difference. You, okay. you know. You know. I I love Britta. She's. I'm. I'm part Britta. Um, you, you, sometimes we hate what we are. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The 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 parts the parts of me that are Abed are the ones I like more than the parts of me that are Britta. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, I mean that's fair. But uh, you know she's got she's got plenty of good qualities. I'm a I'm a noted Britta apologist. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, so Pierce has been studying the uh, Greendale bylaws and he's finally found it. He points out to the dean that in the uh, which the dean has no idea of these bylaws, just not mm-hmm. not aware of them at all. Uh, any for-profit business on Greendale campus must be 51% owned by a registered Greendale student. And that's when we meet the latest new Greendale student, Subway. <laughs> a man and a corporate uh, entity. Um, yes, uh, he is played by Travis Schultz, who is Keith Dudemeister on Scrubs and other things, I'm sure. Uh, he he plays uh, Ben the Soldier in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I just uh, uh, finished a rewatch of. Clearly, we have two different reference points for this individual. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Scrubs, but it's it's been a bit. Um, I I mean, I would be down. Like, I I remember liking Scrubs a whole lot, um, and then I, I watching the last episode or last season and being like, oh, this is not this is not good. I haven't I have not watched Scrubs in probably about 10 years. So I've I've forgotten quite a bit about it. Rewatch um, podcast. <laughs> we just we're just going to let's just quit our jobs so we can do more rewatch podcasts. It's you what know, the world needs now work. is rewatch podcasts, sweet rewatch podcasts. It's the only thing that there's just <laughs> too little of. Yeah, that's that's not the truth. If you if there. you have an argument with that, uh, go talk to one Mister Burt Baccarat. Thank you. I mean, to be fair, if we were going to do a Scrubs rewatch podcast, we would have to beat the Scrubs rewatch podcast of Zach Braff and Donald Faison, <laughs> who are literally rewatching their own show and talking about it again. Okay, the guys from It's Always Sunny are also doing that. They just started a new podcast. <laughs> Why? You already did the famous thing. Let us let um, someone else do stuff about you. In fairness, uh, they they spend less time talking about it's always sunny than we spend talking about community. I did not know that was like physically possible. Like some, uh, so they just started it. I'm f- there's four episodes, and like it it uh, there's some there's some good like behind the scenes sort of info. Sure. That is um, the one thing that I can. But then that they can definitely offer that we cannot. But then, like in one episode, Rob McElhenney is, just goes on this whole story about finding a dead body, and I'm just like, we can cool. offer that. <laughs> you want to hear about our dead bodies in the closet? Let's let's wait. You got them all. You've got what? some no, in the closet. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was, I gotta go hide some stuff. Yeah, Soldier Ben, uh, the guy who plays Soldier Ben, who uh, or Ben the Soldier, whose name I did not write down, uh, is a corpo humanization uh, that it is it, groundbreaking, but surprisingly legal. Real people such as myself are now allowed to represent the collective humanity of business owners. I have contractually waived my birth identity and am now a man and student named Subway. He continues to talk for a bit, but I kind of it just kind of 
went in one ear and went out the other because it was all about like corpo humanization stuff. Mm -hmm. Subway does uh, say that he's here to study and party hardy as his morality clause allows and then says eat fresh and has and tries to get a fist bump for the eat fresh. That morality clause is Chekhov's morality clause. So just keep an eye out for that one. That's a good point. Thank you for catching that. Also, Abed does give the bump for Eat Fresh. You don't you don't leave a guy hanging. Yeah, he may be a corporation, but he's also a guy. Yeah, yeah. And and he just wants you to eat fresh. Maybe I'm, even one I'm of those not, veggie delights. I'm not down with fist bumping the corporations, but I am down with fist bumping dudes. And like in this case, he's both. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole point of corporal humanization. It's sort of like Blade, right? He's half vampire, half man. He gets <laughs> he gets all the benefits of each, but none of the weaknesses, right? Subway is exactly <laughs> like that. Perfect. So, yes. Bl- so, Van- Subway is absolutely the Blade of C- Greendale. Absolutely. <laughs> so you... You you can't leave him hanging because leaving leaving a corporation hanging is one of the weaknesses of corporations, right? If Motorola rolls up and he's and and he if Motorola ro- rolls up and they're like, "Yo, what's up? How about a fist bump?" You're not gonna do jack, right? Now, is this a corpo humanized Motorola or just? It is the the corporation itself, Motorola. I have a lot of questions of how (laughs) that's going to manifest itself, but sure. You're not going to fist bump that. I probably would not uh, uh, fist bump the manifestation of Motorola not in a humanoid. But if if a human rolls up and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm Motorola. I'm a corpo humanization of the business interests of the business owners for Motorola. And I'm also a guy named Motorola. And then he says whatever Motorola's uh, sure. catchphrase is and, the, and has to mm-hmm. ask you to do a fist bump. Well, You're first fist bef- bump that. Bef- You're not going to bef- leave him hanging. Before he sa- he does the fist bump, I'd be like, hello, Moto. Yeah, th- I think that's the one. That's they the say one. That. I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, it was at one point. <laughs> it, w- it was the last time I remember thinking about Motorola. Well, the, I, I searched Motorola catchphrase, and there is a video from 2008 that j- is just labeled Hello Moto. Okay, so, well, that's weird, because then he's sticking his fist out and saying Hello Moto, and he's Moto. Right. So, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, that's the weird part. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so out in the hallway, uh, Jeff want, does want to get into that sleep study. Okay, wait. I, before before we go too deep, I want you to hear the music on this Hello Moto, because it, it 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 like legitimately struck a nostalgia tone in my head of like just like straight down my spine. Hello Moto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you you totally get it right. Absolutely. Um. Okay. So yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff and Annie are out in the hallway, and uh, he's talking about this sleep study, and Annie's getting something out of her locker, and he's like, wait, since when do we have lockers? Right. I literally, before I realized it became a joke in the show, I was like, wait, what the hell? I don't remember lockers. And then Jeff's <laughs> like, wait, we have lockers? Which which I really appreciate, because it was literally like in the same moment, I'm like, wait, what? Um, Yes. Uh, Annie says that, We've had them since registration day 2009. Jeff, did you skip the pre-orientation freshman welcome seminar and diversity fire circle? He clearly that explains did. a lot. 
and it explains does. a lot about it. Clearly, um, he realizes that this means he's got a locker somewhere for two and a half years. Um, and they go to it, and he opens it, and just the deluge of event flyers just come at, f- f- falling out, including one to save Garrett, which apparently was successful. What's wrong with Garrett? Nothing now. We saved him. Wait, that saved Garrett? I mean, we see Garrett. <laughs> uh, he is uh, having some issues with a water fountain. But other than that, he seems in sound body and possibly mind. Who knows? I mean, there there is a... Uh... There is a, a an event later to save Garrett, so he's a rally not, he's for not Garrett. Really yeah, dead. that's true. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because somebody says, "Did we? Did we save him?" Um, Annie notices a letter that she calls a love letter and starts reading. It's like, "Oh no, this is a hate letter." Uh, Jeff reads it out loud. Someone named Kim called him an inconsiderate jerk. He doesn't know who Kim is and assumes, among other things, she doesn't know him that will also be useful later check off's gender um <laughs> i believe uh we we did we did the check off uh history i believe he uh it was check off identified as a male uh yes i i believe so i did not specifically look uh, for specific pronouns, uh, <laughs> not not particularly common in his time. I don't. No, think. not really. So, um, common now and good. Normalize asking people their pronouns. Also, absolutely. If you if you meet the zombie of of Chekhov, um, yeah. For us, make, just just ask him. Ask him his ask, pronouns. Ask just them. to make sure. Sorry, I d- I shouldn't mm-hmm. gender. Back Boy, in the we'll see how much of that gets cut. <laughs> That's, that's, you know, strong, strong point. Uh, back in the cafeteria, everyone's clamoring to get a Subway sandwich from the Subway, Subway Sandwichery. I wanted to say it because you got to say it the first time. I wanted to say it. It's, it's good. I will, I will say this much. Subway, Subway is not like great food. Right. But it was, you know, when, when you, when you grow up in like a, a college town, there's, you know, not. Sure. Not a not a ton. I mean, there's there's plenty kind of near the campus, but there's not like a ton of really great like food options. Um, and you end up eating a lot of Subway. There is sort of this like weird reaction where you see you see all those those bags of Subway and those 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 uh, wrapped up sandwiches in that iconic paper, and you're just like, ah, oh, dip. I could go for a Subway sandwich right now. Thank and then you God kind of you hate it? a part of yourself. Because Subway. Yes, absolutely. This entire time I'm like, I could crush a Subway sandwich and I will hate myself for doing so. What what was your what was your Subway sandwich of choice? Uh so I liked uh so they have a a, a bread with uh the, the cheese on it. Italian herbs and cheese, I think it's mm-hmm, called. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh a turkey, double turkey, uh double cheese uh pepper jack. Um, with, uh, I think it was, it was spinach. Definitely spinach. I didn't like lettuce. I like spinach. Um, uh, let's go with cucumbers, you know, green peppers, etc., and then oil and vinegar. And then you're off, you're off and running. It's, it's delicious. Uh, I always did the, uh, Italian BMT. Um, also good. 
uh, one time a, a guy at the subway told me I was doing my sandwich wrong. So I didn't really get much on it. And he's like, no, I'll hook you up. And I was like, all right, do it up. And then he added a bunch That's of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what? You know what, sandwich artist? You are right. You, you got this. I, I'm sorry. It's just weird for somebody that you're is taking your <laughs> orders like, hey, no. Hey, hey, guy, you're doing a bad job with your order. I'm going to take over. Don't worry about it. I got you. But it's you like, know, you know what? Well, other, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> other other than the, the banana peppers, which I'm not a huge fan of mm. um other than that like he was right and then i from that day on i i got it i got it with with a lot more stuff on it like the lettuce tomato um o- oil and vinegar um uh sure. onions you know just like there's like all the things I'm, but yeah he was I- straight up like dude you're doing your sandwich <laughs> wrong all I'm saying is that when I go to a sandwich shop, I'm not looking for the same. Like if I go to a sushi shop with a like a sushi chef, he's like, I, I want you to take care of me. I don't want to think about what I'm eating. That's fine. You, you I get what I get when I'm walking into a subway. But it's my way is my new f- catchphrase for uh, subway because I want it exactly the way that I want it <laughs> and not the way that the sandwich artist is silently judging me for wanting it that way. Hey, you know what? More power to him. Like, because we're working, we're working that job. We're clearly in different lanes on this one. Working that job has to suck. So you like, I, I feel like find whatever joy you can. If you, if you tell some dumb 20 something that he's doing his sandwich wrong and that brings you joy for your crappy minimum wage subway job, I say get it. Like, because, because you know what? I could have, I could have been like, nah, dude, make it the way, make it the way I want. And then uh, he would have, and then he would have done it and, and I would have gone on with my day. But like, I was willing, I was willing to let him be the sandwich artist that he, you were like, you know what he could be. You know what? You're right. I would like omakase subway. Yes. I would love that. (laughs) Thank you. You, you of course are the, the subway master. It's like, what? Cause, cause there's, there's sandwich artists. That's what they're called. And they're called that for a reason. And it's because they know you have made your sandwich wrong and they're going to make it right. It's the quantum leap sandwich that they set right. What was once, what once went wrong sandwich wise. The left turn into quantum leap. I got very, like, I'm going like omakase. You're going, oh man, goodness gracious. Also, also sometimes a meatball sub just because like oh yeah you gotta oh the meatball just, sub you just, just some sometimes you just need a big old sloppy meatball sub that just like falls and apart you, oh man just, oh, the, it's just so glorious when it falls apart like that god damn it I want Subway so bad I hate how much this made me want Subway I like, hate one hundred percent absolutely a hundred percent like when so Britta has a scene later where she has a full sub in her hands and i'm like mm-hmm. i could just i want to like like shove her out of the way and eat that sub like i want it bad right and like i know it, i know like there's there, i i could i could go to a there's a subway not not super far from me i could go mm-hmm. down to that subway i could get my Italian BMT made just the way that that random subway sandwich artist told me to do it, <laughs> and I'll get it, and I'll and I'll bite into that, and I'll be like, "It's fine." Yeah, it it and it's it, we it's get, it's edible. It's food. I swear to God, the the things that we do on this podcast, our previous podcast, and the shows that we watch, give us these like weird 
food like needs that are we get to them and they're like oh that was that was fine accepting i will accept ring my bell because every time i anybody mentions it in the slightest on my timeline i'm like well i'm getting taco bell today taco bell honestly should pay me even literally even even if it's just i get a even if it's just i get a free cheesy gordita crunch every time i i roll through like you know, or like a like throw on a Baja blast for every order, but like Look, I, I I deserve a little something. Wet wet this beak a little bit, Taco Bell. I know this is probably more discussion for your other podcast, Ring My Bell, which I believe is at ringmybell.sexandlasers.com. Ringmybell.sexandlasers.com. That is correct. Excellent. Um, but if you take the the plaque that I bought you. And take it to the subway, or take it to the subway. <laughs> if you take it to the subway, you will be arrested. But if you yeah, take it absolutely. to the Taco Bell, they'll know what they're, they'll be like, oh, it's you, Ben from Ring My Bell. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway. Well, that just became a personal conversation between me and Ben for a moment. <laughs> Hey, you know, all I'm saying is you're, you're welcome to come on the, the, the show if you ever want to actually... I just have to figure out how, just how I want to like, just like land that plane on one side. The other side, I've got a clear (laughs) runway. The other one, I've got like this clear, like very narrow, narrow situation going on. Uh, so so yeah, everyone is just chowing down on these subway sandwiches. Oh um, man, I just of of various types. I have a need, and uh, uh, oh, I I do have. Uh, I do have one more funny sub- uh, subway story. <laughs> the amount of okay, I just want to point out that a food place should not have allow us this um, comedic runway, and yet it does. So please tell me your funny subway story. So when I was in college, there was a subway in our student center, and sure, yeah, so absolutely. We, uh, me, me, and this this guy who was a friend at the time, but we're not friends now because he's a total dick. Um, uh, we we were we were meeting up to play some D and D with some folks, and we we good, got good. subway. But he was like he was like oh, I'm doing this whole health thing, so I I can't have like such and such and such. And so I I was like, well, no, we'll just go to subway. Like subway is fine. He's okay. he was like he he wasn't doing meat because of Lent or something. Okay, that seems to that fits. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Lent actually. He wasn't doing meat because of Lent and. He uh, didn't like the veggies, so he was like, "Can I just get, can I just get the the veggie sandwich, but also no veggies on it?" And they're like, "I don't think we can do that." Be- like, Did he just order the bread? Like, what is he ordering? And and he's like, "Okay, well, give me the veggie sandwich minus the veggies, and I'll pay. I'll pay for the the thing." And then he ended up with a foot long piece of bread that he paid five dollars for. And then all he could do was complain about it. And I'm like, dude, dude, (laughs) you're the one you're the one who who said, quote, I will pay for this veggie sub at the price of a veggie sub. Okay, he didn't say that verbatim, but you're the (laughs) one who said I will pay for this veggie sub for the price of a veggie sub. Subtract the veggies from that sub. I, he maybe got some cheese on it, but like that, he still he paid <laughs> he paid just, like five bucks for see, for some bread. Yeah, that's just really crappy cheesy bread. You should just go to Little Caesars. 
And uh, and yeah, and then all he could do was complain about it. I'm like, okay, well, uh, maybe the next time, feed your damn self, and don't <laughs> don't complain when the the sandwich artist gets confused by your request for the veggie sub without veggies, <laughs> because you're you're a dumbass. Yeah, they have tuna. They have tuna. He did, he he didn't want to get the tuna. Was it not he a would, Friday? He, like what's he going would on? he would rather have spent five dollars on a loaf of bread than get the tuna sandwich. Uh, he. <laughs> I have this image of of them just being like, I don't know. Here's your bread, I guess. And then he's just like, thank you. And then he's mad. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I think that's my last funny Subway story. So I will say that that one is less about Subway as the sandwich artist telling you you did bad. <laughs> but no, this it, was this was, was a story about, about a guy I knew who was idiot. a colossal tool bag. Um, so everyone's eating their Subway sandwiches. Uh, boy, we <laughs> we we went off on a Look, whole thing. When um, Subway is the point of the episode. We have to talk about the subway stories, which Ben has a surprising amount of. Who who knew? Um, <laughs> I I did not. We are back in the cafeteria. Everybody is absolutely needing a subway sandwich, like me and Ben. Um, Britta asks Pierce and Charlie if she's the only one enraged at corporations taking human form, uh, which uh, no, because that's I, I'm terrified by that. Um, but Shirley thinks maybe Subway taking human form could be its undoing. You're this a progressive w- woman. The, uh, the idea that uh, a corporation would hire somebody to be a a human manifestation of them was absolutely over-the-top comedic, but also very prescient at the same time. Yes. Because it has been... Uh, like 10 years since this episode. And in that time, I'm like, oh yeah, corporations would absolutely do that. A hundred percent. The moment, the moment that they can find that, uh, loophole, they're, they're going to do that. Um, they may be already doing it. Who knows? You might know a subway. Um, Britta does also say that she warned about this in her high school newspaper column called Britta Unfiltered, which is one of the low key funniest jokes in the entirety of community. Especially because um, Pierce is like, I get it. And Britta's like, get what? Right. That that is the thing that cements it for me. It's so good. I love that joke. And I, I wanted to make sure we did not just gloss over it. Am I the only person enraged by the fact that corporations are taking human form? I totally predicted this in my high school newspaper column, Britta Unfiltered. Unfiltered. I get it. Get what? Shirley and Pierce are suggesting uh, sexpionage, which was my term, not theirs. But basically, <laughs> it's they true, want that to. That is your term. Uh huh. They want Britta to be a sex spy to get some dirt on Subway. Uh, yes. Uh, Britta asserts she's not a whore uh, and ends the conversation. But if she was a whore, she'd be the super classy kind that gets flown to Dubai to stay in an underwater hotel. She has clearly thought about this. Who among us hasn't? Over in the pillow fort, Troy, uh, uh, the dean comes up. Uh, to talk to them and Troy's like no don't worry I've got a permit and then he's like oh silly me this is a 20% off coupon for Bed Bath and Beyond Uh, which the Dean does take and Troy also says there are plenty more of that came from because there are you get 
30 of those things a year. Troy's probably right. sitting on a mountain of them. Oh, probably. Absolutely. Uh, the dean was Googling record links of stuff, which I will not. <laughs> I refuse to think about any further. Uh, there is a Guinness World Record for the biggest pillow or blanket fort and tells him you should go for it. Put the school on the map. He then runs off as the dean wants to do. So I just Googled uh, record lengths for stuff. Unsurprisingly, the first result is a Reddit post from the community subreddit that just says, so I was Googling record lengths of stuff. Um, so <laughs> uh, um, I love I just love how the community like community is like, but if I do this, people will do this. And it, it's just so meta everywhere. Uh, you can't say that term because it is now owned by Mark. Zuckerberg. Damn it. And they have come up with a new, you've got to come up with a new, uh, new phrase for that. And they have that weird commercial. Where everybody looks a little bit pained to be in the commercial. I did click on Guinness world records.com slash record slash showcase showcase slash size. We've got the largest working oh, no. rifle, largest telephone, Longest snake in captivity ever. You want to guess how long the longest snake is? I'm going to go with 55 feet. Uh, it is in meters, so please convert that to meters. Hold, please. For our international listeners slash me. 16.76 meters. It is 7.67 meters. Oh, um, I went way above. Way above. It's still still pretty big. Yeah, it's like Still 23 big, feet or so. Pretty big boy there. Um, yeah, that's way longer than me as an adult man height. Boy, that sentence. Largest hot dog cart. You want to guess? Um, so the hot, the it's not the largest hot dog. It is the largest cart of hot dogs. It is the largest cart of hot dogs. How, 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 uh, actually, uh, what is the the um what are they measuring this in square feet um it it gives it, i think it gives height width length measurements weird okay um, I, it gives me multiple measurements let's go 10 feet by 20 feet by 40 feet uh it is again giving this to me in meters uh i'm just going to send you a picture here um dang it i got <laughs> If you want to, if you want to describe the picture that you are seeing now, it looks like, uh, you know how every photography student learns forced perspective. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like that, um, because this man is uh, assuming, uh, standing on this this hot dog cart. So that tells you a little bit about it. Um, it looks it looks taller than a Hummer. Slightly, slightly taller than a Hummer, but around the same size as a Hummer, I'd assume. Um, and he's holding both ketchup and mustard um, pointed directly at his own crotch. Uh, because, of course, if you're making a hot dog cart this large, it is uh, to say, hey, look at my crotch. My crotch is amazing. Um, it does say uh, beneath the the, uh, the the beneath the header, it does actually give in feet. Uh, so the largest hot dog cart measures nine foot three in width. That's two point eight one meters sure. for our international listeners. Twenty three foot two inches in length. 
7.06 meters and 12 foot two and three quarters inches or 3.72 meters in height. So it's pretty big. Um, I feel like I was I was a bit off on the last dimension, but I feel pretty good about the rest of them. Uh, anyways, yeah. So the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, they they've got a they've got a shot at making this the world record for mm-hmm. pillow slash blanket fort. If we could just jump back to the food cart for or the hot dog cart for just a second, yes. it does look like the clouds behind him are a manifestation of God's uh, anger at man's hubris. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No no notes. Um, okay. We can, we can move on into the community episode if we'd like. Th- this this is a little bit of a wedge that starts getting uh, uh, put between the Troy-Abed friendship because Troy thinks it would be awesome to have something in the Guinness World uh, Book of World Records. Sure. And Abed says, we don't need a record to tell us we did something cool. Yeah, Abed doesn't want to sacrifice quality for square footage. Um, Troy is kind of frustrated. He's like, I'm going to get a drink from the water fountain is where he goes. Um, And there is Vice Dean Laybourne uh, with a goatee and a ponytail for some reason. Uh, And he tells Troy, don't worry about it. I'm going through some stuff right now. He starts laying down some um, some kind of... uh, he, some more wedges. He's he's actively working on that wedge. Um, yeah, he he uses kind of like Inspector Space Time and the Reggie relationship about being like funny. Troy, you and Abed have always reminded me of the Inspector and his trusty constable Reggie. <laughs> cool. The Inspector, of course, is smart, decisive, and Reggie is well, he, Reggie. Reggie is trained in zero gravity martial arts, and has a whistle. He never really gets to blow the whistle unless the inspector says it's okay. You know, maybe that relationship is more a self-centered nerd and a naive, obedient lapdog. And then leaves. uh, And that leaves uh, Troy conflicted. In the hallway, Jeff tracks down Kim's locker. Uh, It's the only Kim that he had any classes with ever. So probably the only one that he's had any interaction with. And he's like, I don't know who this person is. And Annie suggests, well, maybe you two made out and then you forgot about her. So Annie very clearly has some feelings. Right. Uh, and also, specifically, Jeff is so oblivious to this. Well, yeah, because that would require Jeff to notice anything ever that's not <laughs> about and, how great he is. And if the story of this episode about Jeff is not that he doesn't recognize anything that isn't about him, <laughs> boy. Uh-huh. Um, behind him, a guy's like, hey, can I help you guys? And they're they're looking for Kim McFadden. And the guy's like, are you serious? Kim's no longer with us. She died two weeks ago. Well, uh, and then and then he goes to the rally for Garrett. And Annie's <laughs> like, didn't we save him? And, and, and the guy's like, did we? And leaves. Now we're back in the cafeteria. Subway comes up to Britta, who's in in line at the cafeteria, and right, and, and not not the not Subway option. I'll just point out the regular cafeteria, right? Regular cafeteria. So Subway Subway is not allowed to eat any any uh, n- not fresh foods like that are found outside of a Subway franchise, right? And uh, but he he just wanted to come up and talk to her, and they exchange some words because she brings up. Uh, you know, that he's a meat pusher and she's, 
he's like, well, you can have our veggie delight. I would recommend leaving the veggies on it instead of paying for a, a whole thing of bread. That's that's my editorializing, not not Subway's. This, this has been Ben's Subway Hacks. Hacks. <laughs> when you when you order the veggie delight, put some veggies on it. Don't put get don't just get the bread. Oh my god! I I swear I swan to John. Um, yeah, they snipe back and forth a little bit until Subway's like, "Oh, I love the book 1984." It really well, opens my she, eyes. She, you, uh, kids should be forced to read it. Yeah, because uh, Britta, 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 Britta's like, "Well, have you ever read 1984?" And then that's when he's like, "Yeah, I loved it." Like, kids should be forced to read it is such a wonderful line. It hurts. But then uh, he he reveals that uh, he. Could actually he could actually get in trouble for this because he's not like you said. I mean he's he's in the regular cafeteria line, but he just wanted to come up and and talk to Britta. Um, right, and he's Britta allowed- immediately starts falling for him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, mostly, be- I think a lot because they they bond over 1984 that they should be forced to read it to kids, um, and and. It says that he can't discuss his former life, engage in non-platomic relations, practice religion in public, or eat unhealthy food. Like the tater tots he gets from the lunch person, um, he just wanted to stand next to her for a moment and then hands them to a blind man named Harry that just exists there. Um, and then Britta... Oh man, Sub- Subway could hand me some tater tots. I could go for some tater tots right about See, That sounds great. Tater tots and Subway, th- this this episode... It's episode, man. I'm so hungry. <laughs> there, um, there was a, a sandwich shop in my hometown because, again, it was a college town. <laughs> more, let's and talk more about sandwich shops in your hometown. It was, it, it's a place called the Fat Shack, and uh, it specializes in the exact opposite of eating fresh. and mm-hmm. uh, Eating fresh, but with a pH instead. Their, their vegetarian option has... Uh, it's a sandwich with French fries, tater tots, onion rings, mm. and some tomatoes and some ranch dressing and probably some cheese on it. And oh, my dude, I have to tell you that I have that, that was le- so good. I have legitimately so looked up this website because there is one in Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I wish I would like I I'm probably better off without it not being here but i wish there was one in portland i would i would eat that up they have deep fried oreos oh yeah they've they i've had deep fried oreos from them i had a deep fried twinkie um it's the exact opposite of subway anyways i'm just bringing that up because tater tots sound great and putting them in a sandwich sounds great eat fresh oh my god i'm actually drooling it looks so delicious do you think? Do you think if uh, if Subway became a state in the United States, uh, you know how like uh, New Hampshire is like live free or die? Mm. Uh, you think Subway would be eat fresh or die? I thought you were gonna say live or eat fresh, but that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> better get busy eating fresh or get busy dying. So. so good <laughs> so so wonderful in the but library yeah. <laughs> Britta tracks down the the book 1984 she finds a page marked with a subway napkin and a passage that is highlighted 
and Subway is sitting next to her in the, it's like those little uh, language booths <laughs> um, for uh, foreign language yeah. or like whatever. And he's in, he's in the next one and uh, they have this kind of conversation and she's like, oh, who were you, Subway? You know, before you were Subway. He's not allowed to talk about it. Um, and if he if he does it for just three more years, he can finally live his dream, which is to open a nonprofit for handicapped animals. Which is just perfect for Britta because she has a cat with one eye. And it, she even asked about it. It's like, he's, he's like, well, it's not on top of my list, but sure, yeah. Britta, Britta is just absolutely smitten at this point. Subway has I mean, to who go. wouldn't it's, be? I mean, you know, I, I have... A, who, a man who, among who us? a man who just wants to take care of healthy animals and can also provide you with the freshest ingredients for your sandwiches. Who among us have has not fallen for a corpo humanoid? I'm just saying. Um. Uh. So, but Subway has to go. It's getting out of bounds for him. And Britta sadly says, "Eat fresh." Back at the pillow fort, uh, Abed is humming "Daybreak," so you know, got to make sure everyone keeps doing that. This has been your but- daybreak alert. Put a daybreak on the board. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, Troy <laughs> is upset and he brings it up to Abed and he's like, I'm tired of being the sidekick. I'm not even a sidekick. I'm the underkick. That's when Abed says, look, I'm not going to stop you. If you want to make a blanket fort, that's fine with me. Just don't make it part of my um, just don't make it part of my pillow fort. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and starts it somewhere else. Um, we go to the student lounge. Jeff is laying on the couch asking uh, when Annie asks, are you okay? And he's like, I'm laying on school furniture. No. He's upset because if Kim is dead, he can never apologize. So she died thinking he was a dick and now he's a dick forever. Mm-hmm. And he calls him out for thinking apologies are spells you cast on another person to make them forgive you. Preach, Annie, Preach. Uh, at that point, Leonard walks off with the pillows because he's he's helping with Abed's pillow fort. Yeah, that just kind of happens. It was fun. Uh, in in the library, uh, uh, Britta is sitting down to enjoy a frustratingly delicious looking Subway sandwich <laughs> uh, when Pierce and Shirley walk up and she tosses it away as soon as she notices them. Look, I'll, all I'm saying is she had more than bread on that on that sandwich there was a she literally (laughs) takes a bite and it's like mostly cucumber and yet i still wanted it i want it ben i have issues and the only solution is a subway sandwich you know what's straight up criminal is how ridiculously advertising we're giving subway right now well that too and how much about it and how much i'm about to give more because what's what's absolutely what should be criminal (laughs) in these here United States is how absolutely devastatingly soft the cookies are that you can get at Subway. Oh my God. They're so good. They're, they're impossibly good. Like Ben. Oh, they're so good. Like forget the sandwich. I would roll up to Subway right now and be like 10 cookies, please. And then leave and then just Mm. eat them. And I would be fine with that. And you know what? That still falls under eat fresh. It still falls under eat fresh. And they, they can't stop. They legally can't stop me. They, they, they are legally, they have, they're like, would you like more cookies, sir? That you just have to do it. You found the eat fresh loophole. You get to eat cookies and it's eating fresh. It is healthy. Good, sir. These are healthy cookies. God, if, if any, if any of this, (laughs) 
has made you eat at Subway, please tweet at us, and I will apologize to you. Do directly. not tweet at Subway, though. Do not, do not include tweet us. at us because we'll actually respond and have probably an interaction with you. Where Subway will just swallow. That'll just go into a Subway abyss. Do you think that corporations trying to be cool on Twitter is basically just the end game of corpo humanization? Like, oh my god. Oh my God, Ben. Oh my God, Ben. Because you've got like Wendy's you out there. Because, yeah. Like, I'm Stay okay. Comes. I'm going to, I'm going to go to twitter.com slash Wendy's. I'm just going to read you whatever the first, uh, Wendy's tweet is. Uh, twitter.com slash Wendy's. Um, November 19th, Wendy's tweets. You hand over the dollar. We'll hand over the breakfast biscuit. No funny business. See, like Wendy's trying to be cool and hip and like. It's and also I would like to point out the second tweet below that says breakfast biscuits, one dollar. That's all. Hashtag advertisement. The first one, they're claiming that that is not an advertisement. The first one is just them tweeting things like a normal human. Sure. The second one is the advertisement. I mean the the canonical like I Wendy's is a good example, but I think Steakum is the better example here. Oh, Steakum's woke as hell, dude. Steakum is a good follow. It's yes, but it's also very corporal humanized. You ever yeah, log but, but, so this is a tweet from eight <laughs> hours ago from Steakum. You ever log on and see a billion notifications of accounts bantering about something you don't understand, then realize you got tagged in some thread hours ago that has nothing to do with you? Because same that's just a we've we've all we've all been there steakum that's just a legit ass tweet the steakum is just like eat our steaks but not because we're woke it's like what the fuck steakum is super woke though they've gone on they've gone on whole giant rants that sure people people in my life who consider themselves political could never even stoop to i i will say they're they're steakum's pinned tweet is this is the official official stakeum thread of threads to organize our top tweet storm rants from over the years Just want to point out, <laughs> i haven't even gotten to the end of the tweet yet topics include scientific literacy critical thinking memes cognitive biases woke brands polarization conspiracy theories and more stakeum bless is that's what it says that's what it says when you go to the stakeum twitter website Twitter.com slash Subway, November 22nd. Our ideal fall day involves warm socks, a cool breeze, and a Baja chicken and bacon footlong. What about you? Damn it, that sounds delicious and wonderful. So yeah, I I, I do feel like Twitter is just sort of the um the 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 actual real life result of corpo humanization. <laughs> Subway I... Subway is played by Ben the Soldier from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> is basically just foretelling a whole era where corporations are hip on Twitter. Right. Uh, And thank you to everyone that listened to me have a a Twitter breakdown on on microphone. I hope you enjoyed this last segment of uh, Corpo Humanoids on Twitter. Britta is eating fresh in the library. And uh, that's when Shirley and Pierce come up to her and they're like, I think you're falling for him. She's like, Who do you think I am? I lived in New York. 
Which, first of all, do people in New York not fall in love? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of movies that indicate they do, but also they also do so in Seattle. So I don't know. They're I sleepless. Think, I think there. there's a whole. I think there's a whole genre of move that like just romance. Like if you go to Netflix, it'll be like romances that take place in New York. But there's a lot of Hallmark movies that that are about leaving the big city, which may be oh the, yeah, because you gotta you gotta go back to your rural roots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do I do I am a little confused because Pierce suggests that he implanted memories of her living in New York in her brain, which I got a little confused over. But he's also drinking a whole lot of ink, so <laughs> I I don't I don't know if he's a reliable uh-huh. narrator at this point. Uh. Yeah, this is when Pierce gives Britta a pen with a microphone in it and also claims it's a mini flask and drinks ink from it uh, and then also gives her some lipstick to pretty herself up a little bit. Uh, that's Chekhov's lipsticks. lipstick. <laughs> we were both like, I have to get to it. I have to get to it. Uh-huh. So we've, This podcast we've got... is us just trying to fight each other to get the Chekhov reference going. Uh-huh. In the study room... The two forts have sort of converged on each other. They're both expanding at alarming rates, and mm. the study room is, is they're kind of in the way of each other. Guinness is sending represent, representatives for the record in two days, and uh, Garrett notes that the uh, they're still short, and they can't expand anymore because Abed's pillow fort is uh, in the way, and... Uh, the dean's like, well, why don't we just tear down Abed's pillow fort? Um, I will say that first he suggests connecting them. Abed just flatly rejects it. He'd rather destroy his fort than watch it be compromised. And the dean's like, all right, great. Abed will destroy his fort. <laughs> yep. Everyone wins except Abed, but not everyone can win. <laughs> Abed, Abed asks if it, Troy, is that what you want? And Troy's like, yes. And Abed calls over Magnitude and tells him to evacuate Fort Abed and prepare for self-destruct. Magnitude does not want to do it, but he finally says, pop, pop, Captain. Uh, meanwhile, Britta and Subway meet clandestine-like in the uh, Boy, pillow we, fort. we have gotten to a challenging part of this episode. <laughs> Britta breaks the pen and she's like, they wanted me to record you, but I refuse. And they, they start making out i do want to point out our values our identities they mean nothing to me now is the line that britta gives (laughs) which is very funny to me given how much her values are supposed to be like tightly held to her um you know you fall in love with one sandwich restaurant (laughs) slash guy man uh (laughs) you know it'll 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 rock Mm. your world a little bit i'm just saying if if fat shack wanted to be like what's what's up i'm a person now I'd First be like, off, I feel like they would be mean if they had a corporal humanoid named Fat Shack. <laughs> like, I feel bad for that guy. Uh, and and Fat Shack is like, sup? Uh, I've I've got your your vegetarian sand. It's vegetarian, so it's got to be healthy. Anyways, it's right, got- but it's still deep fried. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it's all deep fried. I'd be like, give me that sandwich, big boy, and then I would K- eat it, and then probably make on- out with them. Kiss me on my deep fried lips. And then, and then I do have to tell people uh, that I I engaged in a sexual oh, yeah. relationship with with someone called Fat Shack. <laughs> Wait, do you mean the basketball? No, 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 the restaurant. 
the restaurant, not not a fat version of Shaquille O'Neal. It was a restaurant. It was a get, restaurant man. Get get with the the, the times, man. Have like, you ever heard of corpo humanization? No, you have not. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't considered how much it would suck to be like, yep, my name is legally Fat Shack. Um, <laughs> have we ever had an episode that people were like, this is too dumb? Because I feel like we're close. This is what happens when we miss a week, and then we're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and and I've, our I've, brains, I'm, I'm, our I'm brains three are drinks cl- in. <laughs> <laughs> our brains are very clearly fried, and we're just like, yep, Fat Shack, there it is. Would I have sex <laughs> with Fat Shack? Probably, who knows? <laughs> Uh, give me give me some more of those deep fried Oreos and then we'll see. Um, hey man, those those are orgasmic. Speaking of orgasmic, um, the real microphone is actually in the lipstick. Um, th- it was not in the pen. We were talking about Chekhov's lipstick. It it fired in literally the next scene. Um, uh-huh. Britta has apparently added this to her bag of makeup in her backpack and apparently getting it pretty crystal clear on the the audio. Sure, because Shirley and Pierce are listening to it, uh, seemingly live, and uh, it's like she's moaning quite a bit—a very concerning amount of uh, moaning from Britta. Shirley takes off her headphones and says, "I did not sign up for this. I just wanted to s- start a sandwich shop." And Pierce is like, "If you don't want to get your hands dirty, then I will." And then drinks another uh, pin of ink, of course. Yeah, he's been he's been downing those those pens. He loves that ink, man. Um, so in the hallway, uh, Jeff decides to apologize to Kim's locker to try to get some closure on this. Mm -hmm. Um, he calls himself a self-centered shallow jackass and he's got like flowers and everything. And then that guy from earlier shows up and it turns out that guy was Kim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kim, Jeff is like, wait, but you said that Kim is dead and... Kim was like, I did that because you never remember who I am. In freshman year, we hung out like 10 times and you introduced yourself to me every time. That's when I wrote the note. So it's like, yeah, he just, I mean, he is kind of a a normal looking nondescript guy. He looks like the default on every video game ever. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. You know, not not any of the ones where it's like you're a super muscular like dude who can right. You know, you're just you're just default. But like like you load up you load up a new Sims family. Uh, that's the guy you see. He's he's yeah. he's normal dude. There you go. That's that's the way I like that. Um, but they they kind of reconcile and they hug and Annie's like, "What the hell is this crap? I told you to apologize to a dead girl's locker, not in a live guy's face." Yeah, she gets really upset because for her, this was all about finally owning up to how he treats women. And so finding out that this was a, a dude who just happens to have the name Kim, mm-hmm. um, she she kind of loses it a little bit. Um, right. And, you know, rightly so. Jeff clearly has issues. Yes. Kim objects and Annie's like, go put it in a letter. And Kim is like, she's really mean. In the pillow fort, Abed is about to initiate self-destruct. 
Vice Dean Laybourne is there wearing some long underwear, uh, which always cracks me up a little bit. Everything about Laybourne is cracking me up in this episode because <laughs> none of it is ever like none of it makes any sense. Right. Like he's, he's going he's through a, some stuff and he's never going to explain it. Right. We don't find out what the stuff is. Uh, he's also an expert on on uh, uh, Inspector Spacetime. Yeah, he just knows it. Like, it's like, like I could walk up to somebody and be like, hey, Doctor Who. And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But this but this guy, Inspector Spacetime, nailed it. But I will say that it does seem like he, this is part of his plan of tearing Abed and Troy apart. He he pushes that wedge even further. Um, you know, he's he's talking about I don't. I don't remember. He's basically. You shouldn't do what you always do and ask Abed to ask about what would what would happen if you stopped worrying about their acceptance of you. And then he's like, uh, "Now, if you could turn your head while I crawl away, I, I'm going through some stuff, and I'm very in- insecure." Yeah, I didn't write down any of his uh, his stuff because honestly, if John Goodman just starts talking, I'm not going to be writing notes. I'm going to be no, like, "Yes, talk to me more, John Goodman." John Goodman is do. amazing. I agree. Um, but I do love straight up like a hundred percent. The thing that made me laugh the second most in this episode is him like being like, I'm going through some stuff and I'm very insecure. And then like moving out (laughs) of a frame, like I died a little bit inside laughing so hard. But the first, the literally the first thing that made me laugh, like I literally had to brace myself on my desk is, is, is Shirley's reaction to Britta having some kind of sex with Subway. Uh, the, the audio of that like legitimately made me pause for at least a minute and a half laughing because it is so funny to me speaking of that tape in the dean's office they are there with a guy i think he's he's part he's he is labeled in this way a subway executive or representative okay he's played by james m connor who i as a college football fan, mainly know from Larry Culpepper of Dr. Pepper fame because he was in every commercial for multiple years about the college football playoffs for Dr. Pepper. And I mostly know him for being in It's Always Sunny and... No, just kidding. <laughs> I swear to God, everybody is on that damn show. Um, But but Subway, Pierce, uh, Shirley, the Dean are all, all hanging out in there listening to the tape, but it's like, what's, what's going on? And Pierce is like, you had sex with Subway and I recorded it. And, uh, the, the guy, uh, the Subway exec, he's like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's technically against the, but you know, there's, there's no way yet to, to have, make them stop having a heart. So, you know, I'm just going to let this one slide. And then, literally clearly in love and if they want to express that in a healthy way it's fine and then they he starts to hold on and he starts listening on the headphones and it got unhealthy real quick and it's real weird yeah he's like oh whoa well that is well out of the mainstream um i i grew up in the bay area but i'm a dad now uh all i'm gonna say is eat fresh so (laughs) The Subway Corporation won't stand for what happened and tells Rick that he is no longer Subway. That is real. That's Rick is R- R- Subway is actually Rick. What he was a- Rick the whole time. 
But now he's legally Rick again. So uh, the executive like talks into his wrist, like the bread is stale. And then men in black suits burst in and take Rick away. Mm -hmm. He also uh, is intimated to have a just massive erection right now because he's like, can can someone get uh, get my jacket? please so that's the joke there i was very you, confused you, you, you didn't you didn't catch that you I were with everyone else that. being like, like your jacket's right there why really, don't you just stand I, up and i thought it was a really weird power play for him to be doing because i'm like you know executive representative sure yeah it could be like i am weird dominant but now that the the, uh-huh. the yep. penile nope. erection joke makes yep. a lot more sense he's he's trying he's trying to cover up that that massive erection. I mean, from to be fair, to the... we are talking about mm-hmm. digital exploration of interior design. Eat fresh. I do love how his his final is like. I'm just going to stay for a while and think about how un- how unacceptable today was. Uh huh. Because he's waiting for that erection to go back down, and now you get it. I do get it. I, I appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for helping me through this joke specifically. Uh-huh. I hope I hope somebody in the audience was also like, hey, I was just like Mike. I didn't recognize the joke. But now because of Ben, Ben and his erection focus, I now know it. I'm sorry. What? I mean, I would uh, I would argue. Uh, but I I mean, I do have a podcast all about jerking off. So, you know, I I, I think I, I don't think I have a, a leg to stand on. Uh, you you also have a plaque. I do. OK. Uh, in the hallway, Annie finds Jeff and apologizes for her own issues regarding gender roles. And Jeff's like, who is Kim? Because she mentioned Kim. Uh, so Jeff has learned basically nothing. Uh-huh. Um, Britta comes up, just mascara running down her face saying, corporate America has destroyed love. And she she sees Subway and rushes to him. But it's a different man. But he's still Subway, and he plays it as though he's the same man that knows of what happened, saying, I enjoyed our time in the pillow fort with the exception of the deviant sex act that she initiated without consent. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you get who uh, who played that guy? Because I, I did, did not, not write it get, down. I did not get that. It did not show up on the Wikipedia. Some dude. Some guy. Um, it wasn't nearly as as influential to me as Keith Dudemeister. Or for me, as Ben the Soldier. <laughs> I really thought you were going to... And that guy was also on! <laughs> Subway number two is Patrick Babbitt. Okay. Um, he seems to have been in some kind of uh, Scooby-Doo. Some kind of Scooby-Doo. That was the video that showed up. He was he was the Wolfman on Scooby Doo: Curse of the Lake Monster. Is what it showed me initially, uh, but he's best known for Subway Number Two or Barista Number Two on Blackish. Couldn't get that number one spot, huh? Could not get the neither, number one spot. Time. Um, but he is going to be. In, he is in, in a short called Lump that's in post production. So that's uh, exciting for him. Not on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So um, I mean, I feel like I would have called that out at that point. I called out a weird short that's in post production. Now I don't. Now I, that's being mean. I don't know if the short is weird. It is called Lump, and it is in post production. All, all shorts are weird. Uh, so <laughs> you know what? Fair. 
Uh, Garrett runs up and he's like, there's a situation happening in the study room. Uh, he's also wearing PJs with a nightcap and it's all in camo, which yeah, was an a, interesting choice. It's a wild choice, Garrett. Uh, in the study room, Troy and Abed are arguing um, and the dean decides it's, to... It's not just them. The, they've got their whole sides oh, yeah. like the, fighting each, each other. Like, each side has a whole... Uh, I, would, I would call that an army, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I would almost call them battle lines being drawn in the sand. The dean, uh, the first, you know, the dean's like trying to, to get each other to make concessions and they don't agree. And so uh, he's like, well, we could flip a coin. Uh, and they both say no. And so the dean just is like, fine, I'm the dean. I'm making the call. The pillow fort comes down. Uh, and then he walks over to try to tear it down and Starburns is in the way. And the dean, the dean of students at this community college who should mm. normally address people by their actual names is like out of the way, Starburns. And he's like, my name is Alex. And he throws a pillow, throws over into the blanket fort. The blanket fort takes a huge hit and it starts kind of dominoing into collapse. Sure. And then it's, a huge pillow fight erupts. It's war! And then, so this pillow fight kind of happens before everyone retreats. And as Abed is retreating into the pillow fort, uh, he's like, to be continued. Yeah, because they share, they share, Troy and Abed share like a l- lasting moment of like, oh, I wish it hadn't come to this. But Abed because says, it's, it's to, to be, be continued because it's to be continued. All right. So it shall. Uh, the tag is Vice Dean Laborn getting an update from Murray about the Abed Troy fort fight. Um, and he has designed this whole thing for Troy to turn to his destiny, the air conditioning repair school. It's unfortunate for Troy and Abed. And he puts on a Kelvin and the Zeros hat, which is a very funny hat that mm-hmm. I actually got to read this time, and pulls and grabs a trumpet. It's like, I'll see you at band practice. It's like, what is going on with you, man? There's some Dean Laybourne is up to some stuff. It um, feels like a very overt, like, I've got a I've got like a midlife crisis going on, but you do not want to know anything about it. Uh, but that is the end of the episodes, and that means that it is time for Great! I love this episode. I think Ooh. this episode's great. So uh, it is. It is leading into an honestly even better episode. I love next week's episode sure. so much, and we don't get a ton of community episodes that are very directly like you know. It's it, it's a two parter, but it's also kind of not because it it it's it's. Spoiler, it's going to shift genres very hard next week. Sure. It's similar um, to the second paintball in that uh-huh, one, where it yep. absolutely shifts genres. But yeah, this this episode is great. My one complaint is I think the Jeff through line is mediocre at best. Like, Sure, yeah. Honestly, I think you could have done a little bit more with... Uh, both the other plot lines um, with the, between Britta and Subway and Troy and Abed. Um, I said Sorry, what I'm I just, said. Don't laugh no, at me. No, no, no. I'm just laughing at the... <laughs> th- we keep saying Subway as in a man's name. Yeah, because it's his name. And I he's, know... He's legally Subway. And I know... Well, he's not at the end of the episode, but I just... I know it's just... It is still a funny concept. So I think I think they could have done more with, with both of those in exchange for this Jeff plot 
line because I don't think the Jeff plot line is really adding to it much. I mean, he literally doesn't learn anything by the end of the episode. There are dozens of episodes where Shirley shows up at the beginning and then she shows up at the end and she may as well not exist in the middle. And right. I know I know Jeff is kind of like the 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 star of this this group. But just just have him do that for once. Like Yeah, I the, would agree with that. The the Jeff plot line is absolutely unnecessary in this. Uh and that is really my only complaint with the episode because the rest of it's great. The the idea that like a company would enroll a guy in a school <laughs> to be the company so that it can run a sandwich shop in the school is hilarious and dystopian tr- truth. Sure. Like and like absolutely bizarre. Yeah. And the fact that Britta falls in love with Subway and they have this illicit affair and like the whole thing is so funny. It <laughs> it's so it like the Britta Subway thing is at the absolute star of this episode. It's so good. And of course the the Troy Abed stuff is is going to play into next episode where we get the finish for that to be continued. But yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's it's an A plus episode for me. Um, I you know it's the rest of it's so good that I'm not even going to dock points for the the Jeff plot line, um, even though I do think it would be a a stronger episode without. But just <laughs> like I the 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 first time watching this episode when it's just like oh they they got a guy they okay the the company subway got a yeah a real dude to become a man who is subway the personification of subway like i want i i wish i could have been in the freaking writer's room for this one like yeah that just so wild and this is the kind of stuff that community i think does really well we're like obviously they've got these big uh genre pastiches but it's also just like who who that like everybody can be like oh we want to do a Wild West episode. Who in their right minds is like, let's do an episode where the school gets a new student who is the personification of a sandwich restaurant. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. And I love it. Yeah. And it's great. It's an A plus for me. No question. It 100% feels like somebody in the writer's room was like, I have this great idea. <laughs> Guys, everyone circle around. I got it. I got it. I got this one. Um, it's, you know, you hit all the, the things it's glorious. I think this, I think this episode is clearly an A plus. I do agree with you that, that the, uh, the Jeff Annie story kind of doesn't go really anywhere and doesn't do a whole lot of funny things. I mean, it, it's got some funny things to it. I think there's some like just slight bits of emotional movement with both of their characters, but you know, because he kind of like forgets the whole thing because Kim doesn't even touch the radar of him. I think it's that you're right. That part is a little lackluster for me, uh, but every other piece just nails it out of the park, even down to the small moments of Pierce drinking ink because he thinks that that's a flask. And there are small moments of him like saying like, 
it's this night is crazy and being like it's 10 a.m like there there are some things that we didn't mention where pierce is like having issues with reality um that kind of lead into other pieces of this i think this just works on almost every level and the fact that it directly leads into spoiler alert for next week but a fantastic episode if i remember correctly um god it's oh next week's one of my favorite episodes of all time it's It's banger after banger after banger now like we are in we are in like we're just hitting home runs and this is so good like literally the subway corpo humanization is still the like one of the things i like community oh right subway like 100 percent, that corporal humanization comes to mind because it's such a wild choice to do and it nails it it's it it doesn't it goes for broke it says we're gonna do everything we can do with this joke and they do and it's amazing they commit to the bit and i love it a plus this is this is not the episode that i will do the christmas story walk around the room with pluses all over the room Boy, it's close. Oh, man, it's good. Uh, But we want to know what you think about this episode, about any funny Subway sandwich (laughs) stories you may have. How fast Um, can you speak the alphabet? And how much of a nonsense card was that? uh, God, yeah, we we avoided that question and just started talking about Police Academy. Have you seen Police Academy? Do you like the movie? Did Did I rip off Family Guy with my answer to the question? We want to know all these things and more. You can get in contact with us. Uh, like uh, we did get we did get an email. Actually, hey, um, that's always exciting. So Thank you for sending us an email. You can get in contact with us, uh, like Danielle did, who says, "Hi, you mentioned hoping for the McElroys to say her name, and I just wanted to toss out that we recently asked Travis McElroy to send a quick happy birthday to our friend slash co-host, uh, and he actually did." And option B, I'm pretty sure they're on Cameo at a decent price, I think. (laughs) Maybe. Don't quote me on that. But those might be better than dredging the scorched earth of Yahoo Answers and sending them off off on a wing and a prayer. Love the podcast. It Uh, probably was. It probably is a better choice than just pay them. (laughs) But there's a cachet to it. Like, oh, you know, like we talk, they have nicknames for some of their more prestigious Yahoo Answer Center. Oh, I was, I was never, I was never going to get a nickname. Oh, Ben, Um, you were still angling, my friend. But, uh, uh, but yeah, thank you, Danielle. Um, uh, Based on the uh, the email address, uh, Danielle is from the Geese Bumps podcast. Um, All right, so uh, go check them out. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for sending an email. You can get in contact with us, like Danielle did, at our website, goodmorninggreendale.com. There's a little contact form that will send us a lovely message like that. You can always, of course, tweet at us at goodgreendale on Twitter. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backtofuturama, where we also have a new Patreon patron. All right. So uh, thank you to Simon. Thank you. Uh, it's really, we really appreciate it. Um, we know that, you know, you you have limited, everybody has limited time and limited funds and to do with it and to kick it to us is really nice. Um, but we, we are, we, we, we love you very much. We, we do this for you guys. Like sometimes it's, 
you know, we take time off and we hear how much it means to you for to hear our goofiness in your ears. So we really appreciate everything that, you know, you have done for us. Like we, we, we're there for you in this podcast, but you're there for us just as much. And we really appreciate that. So we love you very much. And until next time, when we're talking about God, maybe like my second favorite episode of all time. Oh I'm man, so, next I'm week's gonna be so, so much fun. I'm so excited for this, Mike. Oh, it's gonna be great. Until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Subway. Eat, Eat fresh. fresh.